Hey everyone, here's what we talked about in our second week of our Good News series. So this week I asked everybody to bring one of their favorite quotes uh, with them. It could be from a movie, a book, uh, an author, a historical figure, whoever it may be. Um, it didn't have to be from the Bible. In fact, I kind of asked you not to just because we don't want to make people feel weird about like, oh, I didn't pick a Bible verse. Like, what's a quote that resonates with you? Something that kind of like speaks into your life or, or encourages you um, as, as you go about your day? And one of my favorite quotes is from one of my favorite authors, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Check him out if you've never read him. He is uh, a really influential speaker and American. And if, if I ever, like, go on a vacation or a retreat, like, I normally take one of his books with me and just kind of, like, sit and chew on it because it's one of the more relaxing things to me um, just to, to think of these really deep words and, and, and hear the wisdom and insight that this man had. But my, my favorite quote from him by far is, The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, and to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. That's a great thing. The purpose of life is not to be happy. It's so antithetical to the way we live today in our culture where literally everything is about our happiness, right? And this this quote is infused with scripture, right? The point of life isn't about our own happiness. It's not about our own selfishness. It's to be useful, honorable, to be compassionate, Right, that's straight out of scripture, to be compassionate for other people, to make a difference that we have lived and lived well. That quote just inspires me because it, if anything to be said after I pass away, I want it to be, he loved Jesus and followed him and that, right? That I was useful and honorable and compassionate and it made a difference that I lived and that I lived well. Um, it's a good, good quote, uh, something good to live by. So the reason we did that is because Sometimes quotes, these things can get into our heads and they can um, encourage us and spur us to do good things, right? And I wanted us to think about quotes that actually have meaning in our lives and then think maybe about scripture. A couple weeks ago, we did a thing where we asked you guys to kind of find like a, a guiding verse or a theme verse um, for this thing we did called the rule of life, right? Which again, was just trying to think of in every area of my life, how am I living for Jesus? Am I allowing him room to, to move and work? And if not, how can I um, give him more space um, and be more intentional about the way I live? And in doing that, we asked you guys to, to pick a theme verse. And I, it's really hard to do just like off the top of your head unless you have one that's just like completely like blown you away. Then, then you know. But I encourage you to keep looking for one if you haven't found one yet. And if you just wrote something down really quick that's not really like that impactful for you or you wrote down something that was silly – Take some time to do it, All right? There are probably like five verses in the Bible that just like hit me over and over and over and it really like bounce around in my head all the time. I always pray that they're written on my heart and they definitely have shaped my life. And one of those verses is uh, Colossians chapter three, verses 10 and 11, right? And uh, we looked at it. We looked at this. This is our theme verse for the year. We talked about it at high school fall retreat. Uh, we're going to look about it at it a little more uh, later in the year, but this is absolutely one of my favorite verses. And I took it from a couple of different translations the way I'm going to read it to you now because I think it makes more sense. So the first half is from 
the New Living Translation. And then the second half is from the Living Paraphrase, that big crazy hippie Bible with all the papers in it that you see me carrying around. It's from that. And I don't think that it's it's misleading in any way. Um, it, it talks about a bunch of different classes and groups of people, and we don't have context to know who those people are. But they're being what's being said about them is what is uh, translated here in this translation that I used. So I think it just kind of helps us speed up and not have to do all the background work of figuring out why Paul chose these certain people groups to talk about when he was writing, and it kind of just tells us what he meant. So to get down to the nitty-gritty of it, it kind of helps us out. So that's why I chose uh, this. So if you go look it up in your Bible and you're like, Brian, that verse doesn't say that. You're right. It probably doesn't in your translation, but there's a reason I'm reading the one we're reading here. So hopefully that makes some sense. Let's get into it. Colossians chapter 3, verses 10 through 11. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become more like him. Right, first off, right there, new nature. We are given an absolutely new nature when we trust Christ. Just like that, that quote I read, the purpose of life is not to be happy. Like If that's what we think, if that's what our culture puts forward, as soon as we follow Jesus and we understand what he did for us, we know that the purpose of life is not just about us. It's not just about our happiness. If we're supposed to be like him, be like our creator, he sacrificed everything for us to know how much he loves us, right? Like, so as soon as we do that, that completely changes our nature from us chasing things, looking for this fleeting happiness, this thing that we will never grasp. And it gives us a solid foundation for a life lived well, right? A life that's compassionate and cares about others, um, that, that cares about being honest and honorable, right? A life that makes a difference. Not just to us, but not just to our families or those close to us, but to everyone around us, right? That new nature helps us realize that we are all connected, right? We're all connected and everything we do does indeed matter. It affects other people. Like we've talked about before, nothing is neutral, guys. Absolutely nothing you do. This isn't to like put a bunch of pressure on every decision you make. Like, should I eat an apple or a Pop-Tart this morning? Like, that's not what I'm talking about, right? But the cumulative effects of everything we do do have an impact on everyone around us and on society around us. We can't act like, oh, well, I'm an island, and this little thing over here that I do, it doesn't hurt anyone, and it's not for anyone else. This is just for me. Like It forms you into a different person every choice you make, and it changes how you would interact with people, how you would treat other people, what you think about other people, what you think about yourself. Everything we do does matter, right? And we're given this new nature, but not just a new nature for thinking okay, how do, how do my actions um, interact with God and everyone else? But it gives us hope and joy. It lets us know that someone loves us and cares for us, right? Which is something that is incredibly hard to believe sometimes. And sometimes we don't feel it and our world doesn't show it to us. But if we look at the cross and we remember what Jesus did, we have to know without a doubt how deeply God loves us and the lengths he's willing to go to to prove it to us and to bring us into relationship with him, right? And that gives you a new life. It changes people, right? I tell you guys, I know uh, people who have, have gone to jail and done some crazy things. One of those guys has baptized me, right? They, they're the people who are doing amazing ministry who the world would have written off and said they're not good enough because of that one time they did that one thing, right? And Jesus never does that to a person, 
Everyone is redeemable. Everyone has a chance to be made new and not be defined by their past. That's an amazing thing. It changes people's lives, guys. Um, So be encouraged by that, right? Um, And our goal, again, is to be more like him, right? We always say, yeah, maybe we're not going to be perfect, but gosh, we should strive for it, right? We should strive to make him happy if he is truly the Lord of our lives. Like, think about that. If if we are giving our lives to him or say, Jesus, you are actually my Lord, we are surrendering our rights um, and, and giving them to him right? We want to become more like him. It's not just a, I'll be like him when I can, when it's convenient for me. No. Do you love him or not, right? Um, Just like being married, like I don't just get to decide, oh, I love Janine when it's convenient for me, but not the rest of the time. I don't get to love my kids when it's convenient for me and not the rest of the time, right? It's difficult. It takes work. It takes self-sacrifice, but guess what? That's what love is. It's sacrifice. It's not just warm, happy feelings and getting what you want, (laughs) So that verse just reminds us of that, that first sentence, right? And here's that second part that we read uh, from the hippie Bible, right? From the living paraphrase. It says, in this new life, one's nationality or race or education or social position is unimportant. Such things mean nothing. Whether a person has Christ is what matters, and he is equally available to all. Right, let's back that up. In this new life, right? This new life, all that stuff we just talked about. If you're living that out, if you're trying to follow Jesus, things completely change. And like we said, not just people's past actions and your past actions aren't counted against you. They don't define you. Paul goes on to list all of these other things that we use as human beings to define other people and ourselves. And he says, those things are unimportant. They mean nothing, right? Nationality, right? There's a wave of this going around in our world today. It's not just America. It's not just the gross stuff we see on TV about um, kids and families being mistreated when they try and come and seek asylum because they're scared for their lives. It happens in other countries too. It's happening all over Europe. It happens um, in the in the Middle East. Turkey is going through it. Syria, Lebanon, all of those countries are doing it. It happens happens in Mexico. We, you guys know, I, I go down and and do ministry in Tijuana. We know some people down there, and it's the same there. Those people feel the same way. The the same things that are happening at the border in the U.S. Even worse things are happening to some of those people as they come and they wait to have their asylum claims processed while they're waiting in Mexico right? This isn't just an isolated incident. This is absolutely everywhere. We look at people because of their nationality and we say that they're not good enough or they can't belong or there's something wrong with them. That is not true. Jesus died for everyone, right? He, He invited in tax collectors who were Jewish, yes, but then he also blessed Roman guards and citizens, right? Um, the Holy Spirit fell upon Roman citizens, and, and Paul and Peter had to reckon with what is going on. The Holy Spirit isn't just given to the Jewish people, that, that Jesus um, that understood the whole context of what Jesus was doing. Like all these people who don't even understand the Jewish context, like the Holy Spirit's falling on them and doing amazing, powerful things. What are we supposed to do with that? It's just affirmation and proof that God sent Jesus for everyone, right? So nationality or race, there is no room to be described as just a person from there. Or you look like this, so you can't. There's none of that. We don't get to call people any of that. None of that can come into account when we view someone, right? I mean, we can understand people's cultural context, and that's good, right? We can't act like we don't see that or there aren't differences. 
but it means that those things don't define someone. Next thing, education, right? Someone who has a degree from a famous institution, someone who hasn't even graduated high school, guess what? That doesn't define who they are. It doesn't mean that someone's stupid because they don't have a piece of paper or anything else. It literally um, means that we cannot use that, again, to define anyone's worth or value. And again, social position, right? If someone um, is living in a dis different social position than you, right? If they're way richer than you or they're way poorer than you, guess what? It doesn't matter. It's not important, right? There are plenty of people who have been on both ends of that spectrum. People who grew up being super poor who ended up being super rich. There are people who have been super rich who squandered it and mismanaged themselves and ended up super poor. These are not the defining factors of human being, right? Everyone deserves compassion and empathy and care and love, just like Jesus showed to everyone, right? So whether a person has Christ is what matters, and he is equally available to all. So what does that mean if Christ is equally available to all? Does that change how we treat other people? Does that change how and when we share the gospel? Does it change how we share this good news? I think it does. It means we can't look at anyone and say they don't deserve to hear it, or now's not a good time because they're not ready to receive. You don't know. Our job, our only job, is to proclaim him and give him glory in everything we do and pray that the Holy Spirit does the rest of the work, guys. Um, so uh, take some time. Read that verse again, Colossians 3, 10 through 11. Find a verse that hits your heart. I've been reading that verse for 20-some years, and it still gets me super excited and pumped. So I pray that a, a piece of scripture would grab you like that and would work on your heart to make you more and more like your creator. Love you guys. God bless.